0: High sticking to breaking down the middle. Here's the lowdown
1: with low tide on Sports 1440.
2: Presented by Wolf GMC Buick. We're making it easy. WolfGMCBuick.com.
1: Yes, part of that was accurate. Part of it was not. It is the show, The Lowdown with Low Tide. But Al, off today, uh, resting a little bit of a sore throat. Uh, he is going to join us on the show today, though. Uh, we'll get his input on a bunch of things. But it is The Lowdown with Low Tide. Connor Halley and Declan Kruger with you here today. From noon until 2, lots to get to on the show, which is driven by Wolf. GMC Buick, hurry in for GMC's Joy to the Ride event. No payments for 90 days on every new in-stock 2023 GMC and Buick. Ask for details, plus get up to $4,000 in Christmas cash. Uh, we got to talk about the Edmonton Oilers, but before we do that, Declan, good afternoon. How are you doing?
3: Good to see you, Connor. I'm doing great. How are you doing? You uh, you took this one on short notice. I liken this to when a UFC fighter gets a call six days out. They cut the weight, they go through the process, <laughs> and they, they get in the cage.
1: That's kind of like you today, so how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. You know, well, we have a little tradition on the old uh, Fantasy Frenzy program where we consume a Baja Blast in the third segment. Oh, wow. So the Baja Blast is flowing. We're going to be ready to go here. Lots to get to on the show today. We are going to be joined by George Richards of Florida Hockey Now. Get a little bit of a preview because the Edmonton Oilers, they are in action tomorrow night taking on the Florida Panthers down at the Ice District. Nice 8 o'clock start. We'll have 1240, the host of the show, Alan Mitchell. If we can understand him, I don't know. I don't know how bad the voice is, Declan. We got the text from LT this morning saying, you know, he's feeling good. But the voice just isn't quite there, so we'll see how it goes. If he's not able to communicate through, you know, wordage, we might have to end the interview pretty quickly. But uh, we can
3: we can do like a we can stream him in, and uh, he can do a body language segment (laughs) if he needs. So I'll tell you, yesterday he texted us as well. Yesterday mentioned it on air. He sounded great yesterday. Sounded fine. Sounded good. Sounded healthy. So yeah, I'm. I hope he's doing okay. Interested to see what he's going to sound like when he's on.
1: For sure, for sure. If anybody wants to send him some super tea. Let us know at the text line, one 833 we will DM you his address, and you can skip the dishes, him some, uh, some beverages to really help his sore throat. At 1 o'clock, we will have Big Mouth Sports himself, Steve Lansky, talk about the Edmonton Oilers and uh, how things are going after their loss last night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. How are you feeling about that game? I mean, there was some good, there was some bad goaltending could have been better it really didn't help that vasilevsky put on a clinic on the other well, side of the rink for that, the tampa bay lightning
3: that's what i'm saying i mean the guy let in four goals and had a 930 save percentage you know what i mean <laughs> like that just speaks to how well he stood on his head stopped 50 pucks yeah yeah he uh he uh he played incredible
1: he really did not a surprise one of the best in the nhl uh he's got the rings and the hardware to prove it and for the edmonton oilers I mean, there was things, you know, on one of the goals, Cody and CeCe could have made a better play. Um, yeah,
3: that, that that was the Cooch goal where CeCe got a little bit, like, I, I, that one made you raise your eyebrows and say, Cody, come on, like, what are we doing here? How do you not just get in the way a little bit there? But it happens. It's one of those games, one of those plays. And, yeah, they walked away They walked away with the L against the better team, I think, on that night.
1: Yeah. I mean, Leon Dreis, I also said it game thought they were the better the team, didn't get the win. Stuart Skinner, speaking to the media after the game, kind of owned it, put it on him. I'm intrigued by this one. You know, the Oilers had one eight straight going in. So I'm not gonna panic after one loss. I'm not gonna slander Stuart Skinner for one loss. How does he rebound? That's the question I have. How does he perform Saturday night against the Florida Panthers? Oh, we'll get Low Tide's thoughts on that one. And then at today at twelve twenty, I'm really excited for this one. Declinations. The first time I've got a chance to take part in this. I don't really know. I, I told Brandon that we don't talk about the topic until it actually happens. But I don't know if that's entirely true, Declan. Can you tease what we're gonna talk about? Yeah, or that's- is it hush.
3: No, that's not true at all. We always <laughs> okay. uh, we always open the show with what the declinations is going to be. And listen, I've thought about this. It's the oil don't play today. Listen, they've won. They had won eight in a row before last night. Things are okay in oil country. They're playing well. They ran into a hot goalie. Stu didn't play his best. Things are okay. So we're going to take this one away from sports a little bit. It is the Christmas season. We're doing my top five Christmas movies of all time. Text it.
1: the The takes will be hot with this one. I'm sure. I don't know if I'm supposed to provide commentary on yours or have my own list really unprepared. I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite call myself this UFC fighter. You're talking about those guys get ready. I am just kind of letting you guide me here and we'll get through it. But I am looking forward to that one. Our text line 401 1440 will be open of course. So you can get a lot of texts coming in here. Uh, Rick and Jasper. Thank you. Says, have a great show. been listening since you to you since you were low tides producer. Yes. low tide and I go, a long way back so uh very cool that i get to sit in on his show once rob texting in the lightning needs something like vasileski to get 50 saves where was the bucket i just needed a simple bucket and the oilers would have won now could that be the reason low tide is not here today is he hiding declan
3: i don't think so low tide generally takes these things on the chin he likes to get loud he likes to give his opinion <laughs> He likes to be heard. So I don't think he's... I don't think by any stretch of the imagination he's hiding. I think he was probably well-prepared. It was a game-time decision. Doctor told him he couldn't go. You have to do what you have to do.
1: (laughs) Pillman says, Cold Boys firing low tide just before Christmas. Yeah, well, we were joking on Fantasy Frenzy just before this show that it could be high tide with Hallie or potentially con tide. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue. Kind of like high tide with Hallie.
3: I don't mind high tide. High tide with Hallie is pretty good.
1: I mean kind of a direct playoff low tide, but that's okay. A uh, dragon keeper texting in. Oh, I like this one where we're going all over the place. Hey guys, should we read any, anything into the fact that Jacksonville signed Nathan to the active roster? Does that mean that Lawrence is not really close to healthy from dragon keeper? Uh, also, Daryl two different names coming in. Well, I I think you could look into it that way for sure. Uh, CJ Beathard as well. had some injury concerns for himself so i mean yeah I mean, you could take a look into that and think maybe potentially work gets out there but i i think he'll probably not be one of the final players because of the 48 right mm-hmm. or, I,
3: yeah i look at it a little bit more with cj yeah like trevor's gonna be their guy through thick and thin you know even he's gonna be one of the guys they're pumping a whole pharmacy into to make sure he can go but cj i think is where there are a few question marks and i think if he can't go that's why nathan's there
1: a-H or ah, says Lt. air quotes, sick on the day he proclaimed rap day. Smart man. Today's rap day? Yes,
3: yeah, so we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and we obviously have... We obviously have Twang Tuesdays, which are a low tide staple. He loves it; gives me all the song recommendations. He gets up for that show more than he does for any other. And today, we decided after uh, there was a little bit of rap slander on the tech line that we text line, excuse me, that we would make today Rap Day. So I think out of every break, we're going to be playing a rap song to intro the next segment. All right, requests welcome.
1: I can I can handle that. Yeah, get the request into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. I I was a little thrown off with no intro song to start the show oh you were but you were all over the place i couldn't
3: believe how i do how i do things over here. i know you're like hours earlier
1: we're up in 10 seconds no intro like oh okay let's just dive right into it i'm not the seasoned professional that low tide is so i'm you know trying to make it work but you know it worked for me i like it imitation tom says the low can the low con not bad not bad
3: connor if i may since we're not low tide yes I was just going to say, if we could have our text line throw in three thoughts from last night's Oilers game, three things they saw, three things they like, three things they did, whatever it may be, Throw those into us, help us out a little bit. Connor is doing this with no prep. He just came off of hosting a show. He, he was working for Gregor before this. He, we're, we're, we're green as can be. If you guys could do that for us, it would be greatly appreciated. I think things will flow a little bit. We want to talk Oilers. Listen, eight game winning streak snapped. We don't love it. We want to talk about it. So, three things you saw, that would help us out a
1: lot. Sure. I mean, I, I was just going to go with Positive Friday. You know, do we have to be negative about the Oilers loss? We don't have to be. I mean, we could look at the positives, there were some. I mean, we got Connor McDavid scoring a couple points. Nuge at three points. Evan Bouchard continuing his elite offensive play with a couple helpers. The power play merchants were back, but soft goals. The Stamkos goal from distance. um, That was one where I thought that was just kind of a savvy move by a veteran. Knowing the screen was there, put it on net, putting it in a spot where, you know, a high percentage chance for him to score. Again, you flip the coin. If you're on the other side of that, Stuart Skinner's got to make that save. But for sure, yes, and you can send in some thoughts for sure, requests. We'll get the text line going here. No name on this one says, that's easy, called the No Tide Show. Yeah, that works. There's No Tide. Uh, Beaumont Scott had a text in here. Beaumont Scott, good to hear from you. Declan, who do you have in the main and co-main event tomorrow?
3: Mm, Yes, a little UFC you
1: got to give us names for this one.
3: Absolutely. So in the co-main event, I'm going to be taking Leon Edwards, who is the incumbent champion over Colby Covington. I'll make this quick so we can get back to the oil. (laughs) But I think Leon Edwards is a far superior striker. Colby Covington has pillow hands. Colby definitely has the the advantage in, in the wrestling game. No one's going to dispute that. Leon himself would probably tell you that. But I think in the clinch, along the fence, you know, Leon is so good with that tie clinch. He works the elbows so well, the knees to the body. I think he's going to wear on Colby. I don't know how much this fight's going to go to the ground because we've seen Leon's good takedown defense, and when the fight is standing, I think it's Leon to lo- Leon's to lose. So I think Leon wins that one. I don't know if he stops him, but I think Leon wins that one by decision. In the co main event, Alex Pantoja and Brandon Royval are fighting for the Flyweight Championship of the World. Alex Pantoja is a guy who is just kind of always in every fight, and you think he's losing, and then by the end, you're like, wait, no, hold, like hold maybe he won that fight. And he just seems to always pull it out. This is his first title defense. It's a rematch against Brandon Royval, a guy he stopped before. I just think he has immersed a more, more diverse skill set. Brandon Royval is a very exciting fighter. He does things flashy. He's great for the weight class. He makes it a lot of fun. But I just think now, he listen, he's already lost to this guy. It wasn't that long ago. I think Alex Pantoja is too well versed in his whole skill set, but I do think we see some points in this fight, like we have in past Pantoja fights where we're thinking, ah, you know, is is, is Alex winning this one? And then when the fight finally ends, we're going to be like, yeah, he he did. He did win that one. So I'm taking Pantoja and Leon Edwards.
1: Uh, rod text in rap day, you mean crap day. You're going to lose a few listeners just today saying, "Bye." Well, rod, it'll be about 30 seconds. Three times an hour, two times an hour in the first hour. So if, if that's all it takes, you're not that committed anyways. Just just gut it out. It'll be okay. Lost
3: some listeners but gained a host. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. Th- that you'll lose on Monday, but you'll get a better one back when Low Tide returns. Uh, we're getting some stuff in for the declinations already. Diehard Scrooge. Uh, we've got, man, you guys get so many texts on this show. It's unbelievable. It's tough to keep up with all the texts that are coming in here. Uh, LB, LB says, bye Tide. No Tide. High Tide. There's lots of names coming in here. Guys, can you help me figure out why the NHL stats page on the website sucks? It always says there's an error. If you click on the page, it's all white. Then you can see half of the players. They don't update till the next day. What a mess. Robert. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. Honestly, I don't even use NHL.com. I go straight to ESPN's website for all my sports because they actually do take it seriously and keep it updated. That's the way it should be. It was the same thing with other Canadian professional sports leagues that would just don't put too much emphasis on it for some reason but i would agree that's something they do need to figure out honest ed says connor do you have some chargers commentary big 24 hours for your squad honest ed chargers yeah i i wanted the chargers to lose last night because without justin herbert i just have no faith in the franchise it kind of shows you how much he means to the team when he's out there or not out there and they lose by 40 looks like they gave up on brandon staley so the the change made sense to me I thought if they had lost by you know 10 or 20, Staley probably hangs around. But that game just showed you last night that the players have totally given up on their head coach. So he's gone. Uh, they're going to have their linebacker coach, I believe, take over on an interim basis. Tom Telesco, the general manager, also fired today. He built some good teams, but they just never got over that hump. And could never surround their quarterback with enough talent to get it done. So, yeah, it's going to be a real big couple of months for the uh, san diego or los angeles chargers as they look to rebuild that franchise and uh go from there cat dad said is this the no tide show it is it is the high tide with Halley as we're rebranding it for this one day low tide will be back on monday and he's also going to join us on the show for a little nhl rumors uh, later on here Jana, the longtime happy listener low tide would like a musical intro but declan does things his way whether lt likes it or not Yeah, I mean, I played an outro bed once for Low Tide when I was filling in on the other side, and Low Tide was a little bit thrown off. He was like, what is this? I said, that tells you you have a minute to wrap up. But I like Declan's new school way of uh, doing it. Renee says, rap song, Christmas in Hollis, Run DMC. Yeah, we got that into Fantasy Frenzy yesterday. That's a great tune. I don't know if Declan's going to work that one in, but it would be fitting. uh, Some classic hip-hop there. Danny Boy says, I read online that the Oilers record is one win, seven losses when getting over 50 shots on net. Seems baffling. Well, that was kind of how they started the year. It was a lot of shots, but it, it wasn't necessarily high quality shots, and they were losing hockey games, so Maybe you want quality over quantity at some point.
3: Well, I was going to say, you can check the... Like, listen, one in seven is a baffling record. Don't get me Don't get me wrong. It, and it's tough to imagine that you've been goalied seven times when you get over 50 shots. But there is one thing to be said for checking the box score and seeing 50-plus shots and then watching the game and seeing how many of those were legitimate high-percentage chances. If only 15 of those were high-percentage chances and, you know, you had the goalie stand on his head for 12 of them and he only gets three pass, that number looks a little inflated. So... I would like to read more into that. If you, if there's an article to it, if there's a link to a stats page, I would love that. Um, but I just I just think my first thought was, yeah, exactly what Connor said. It's quality over quantity, and sometimes the stats can be misleading.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, there was more factors to it, right? Like McDavid wasn't going early on in the season. Uh, their defensive play wasn't good, but they were getting a lot of shots, maybe just not the quality ones that they had wanted. If Al isn't there anymore, perhaps you should be. R.I.P. Tide. Well, no, 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 no. He's, he's just done a little break. BRB Tide. He'll be back on Monday. Long weekend for Low Tide, although we are going to make him do a couple hits. One here on this show with us, and then one later on today with Jason Greger, assuming he is okay to do so. Uh, We'll get to these three thoughts about the game from Dale, then we'll take a break. Vasilevsky got up to play McDavid, had to match best on best. Skinner tired from all the games in a row, needs a stable partner to platoon sooner than later oilers fans wow overreact much get a life honestly go for a walk chill out before spreading such toxicity after a long winning streak that comes in from db i'm with you on number three i don't want to critique fans because uh we we, we live in this business you know we we are very reactionary but take a step back you know look at it and, as the last 10 games they're eight and two like they're playing good hockey they've ran into one of the best goaltenders in the world and uh a wily vet in Steven Stamkos, who had a great game. Kucherov's there, too. They got a good team. So, uh, like I said earlier on, if, if this continues against Florida and the goaltending isn't great and they lose, then, you know, there's a little more concern. But it's one game. Let's see how they respond on Saturday night. And then Sam in Vancouver. So, LT is conveniently sick on his birthday. He's joking, of course. His birthday was two weeks ago. Declan, was it two weeks ago he had a cupcake a cupcake pie. courtesy of
3: you yeah i didn't do anything for him and you brought him a cupcake my goodness
1: well gregor brought him a whole pie Ooh, it was a good pie too but no free shout outs unless they're a sponsor are they a sponsor no no okay no free shoutouts. outs that's the rule we'll take a break when we come back i don't is it low tide next George Richards. George Richards, okay.
3: NHL.com correspondent.
1: Beautiful. We'll talk a little Florida Panthers next on the show. It's the Lowdown with Low Tide brought to you by Wolf, GMC Buick. Twelve twenty is the Lowdown with Low Tide brought to you by Wolf, GMC Buick. Connor Halley sitting in for Low Tide. Declan Kruger alongside with me. As per usual, taking us back to our roots, Declan, the old four-down breakdown. But uh, we're getting paid to do it this time, so that's nice. A little bit of a perk going on here. one is the text line if you want to get into the conversation uh, right now on the show. We're going to we're gonna learn a little bit about the Oilers' opposition tomorrow as the Florida Panthers will be in town. It's an 8 o'clock puck drop down at the Ice District. George Richards joins us from a FloridaHockeyNow.com as well as a correspondent for NHL.com. George, good afternoon. How are you doing today?
0: I am terrific. What's going on?
1: Just uh, just happy to be here, George. Happy to talk hockey with you. And uh, for the Florida Panthers, uh, maybe not the uh, most ideal last couple games. Obviously, they had a, a good start to the month. They had some wins against the Stars, Penguins, and Blue Jackets. But coming off consecutive losses to the Kraken and Canucks, both 4 nothing in those games, uh, what's going on? What's What's wrong with the West Coast for the Florida Panthers?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they had two players that were out last night with illness um anton lundell and uh jonah gadgovich so maybe something is uh floating through the team right now i mean I, I don't know if that's the case but that happened to them last december when everybody on the team was, was sick with some kind of flu so i'm not making any excuses but if you saw last night's game you would think something was up because they had no life no energy and uh you know just didn't look like. Uh, the Panthers that uh, we've seen the past, you know, couple months.
1: Now, a player who has looked quite good this season would be Sam Reinhart, and obviously selected second overall almost a decade ago and uh, gets out of Buffalo, gets down to Florida. And that seems to have really rejuvenated his career. The last couple of seasons, uh, had a career high 33 goals just a few years ago. He's already at 17 goals in 29 games this season. Uh, what's, what's been the biggest difference for Reinhart to start the season here and just putting up the points that he has so far.
0: Yeah. Um, you know what, just clicking with Sasha Barkov has really uh, helped his game. Those two, um, uh, coming out of training camp the previous two years, uh, Barkov and, and Reinhardt were put together and then separated, probably about eight, ten games in. They just didn't put up the numbers together. Uh, they had you know a lot of chances. And you're like, boy, we really like their game. But with the points not being there, they get broken up and then catch fire with someone else, so that's the end of it. This year it stuck. Barkov and Reinhardt have just been terrific. The puck's been going in. Reinhardt, a notoriously slow starter. Barkov, also a slow starter. Both get off to great, great starts. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to explain, but, because, but maybe the fact that both of them are, you know, usually don't start off the season as well as they have this one, maybe they factored each other out.
1: George Richards joining us here on the Lowdown with Tide, talking about the Florida Panthers. George, of course, covers the team with Florida Hockey Now. You can give him a follow on Twitter or x at George Richards, uh, a player that Oilers fans are quite familiar with, Matthew Kachuk from his time down in Calgary. And uh, not the start of the season he would have expected, I'm sure, five goals, 15 assists so far. Uh, What's been the play of Matthew Kachuk been like this this season for you so far? Uh, Can he expect more? And do you think other potential old rivalry game could get something out of him here?
0: Well, I'm sure the Panthers would hope so. Um, they've been waiting for those numbers to start climbing for Matthew Kachuk, and they just haven't. He had two great looks in front of the net uh, last night in Vancouver that he wasn't able to, uh, to, to to finish. That's been the story of his season. He's been in the mix, getting four or five you know, shots on goal and nothing to show for it. Like you said, he's got the 15 assists even that's kind of slowed down because his, you know, that second line of Florida's hasn't really been producing. So there hasn't even been the opportunity it assists. So um, they'd like that whole line to get it going. And maybe you're right, maybe this Battle of Alberta trip – um, you know, because you've got Sam Bennett there as well, and mm-hmm. he hasn't really been producing offensively. Maybe this trip to Edmonton and Calgary gets both of them going.
1: Now, how about Oliver ekman Larson on the blue line? A guy Oilers fans have seen quite a bit of the last couple of years. Uh, how's OEL been down in Florida?
0: He's been really good. I mean, he's been strong defensively. Um, he's enhanced his uh, he's enhanced his uh, his offense uh, this year. I mean, compared to the you know the last five or six, he's got more goals. Uh, now than in any season in the last five years so um, the Florida Panthers are very happy with him OEL seems very happy that that he made the decision to to sign the one-year bounce-back deal with Florida because it's worked Um, you know he wasn't healthy I mean he talked about that the day he signed here he had you know he broke his foot last summer before training camp at Worlds it never really healed he fought through it all season then broke it again um, and then and then you get the, the historical buyout i mean that 's got to be a shot to the ego, especially being a uh, top end defenseman that he had been in the past and I think Florida kind of pounced on that and said this guy's this guy's due for something special and he's been very good at the beginning. Eckblad and montour were hurt, so he got you know twenty two twenty three minutes a game now it 's down to sixteen seventeen um And Paul Maurice says now that he's getting fewer minutes, he's playing a more physical role, and they kind of like that too.
1: I wanted to ask you about Aaron Eckblad, actually. Obviously, you mentioned the injury back in the lineup now. How has his play been? Uh, We all know how good he can be when he's on his game.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Again, florida has been winning, I mean, not lately, but without Eckblad and Montour scoring anything. Those two are very, you know, those are offensive defensemen. Um, and I don't think either of them has a goal yet, So, and they've been back 10 games. So, you know, Florida's just kind of biding their time, waiting on some of their big stars to really start, you know, start scoring. That's Bennett, that's Kachuk, that's Ekblad and Montour. So players like OEL with seven goals um, have been helping that along. You've got Nico McCullough, a guy that's got zero offense uh, throughout his, his, his brief NHL career. He's given... He's pitching in here and there. Um, So Florida's getting goals from other places, but but once these guys that they're counting on get going, they think they're going to be all right.
1: George Richards joining us here on the Lowdown with Low Tide talking about the uh, Florida Panthers is there in town to take on the Oilers tomorrow night. Down at the Ice District, that game will get going at eight o'clock. It is the lowdown with Low Tide 1440. If you've got any questions you'd like us to pass along to George, looking between the pipes here, Bobrovsky's got the last couple starts in the losses. Had a tough turnover last night in Vancouver. Would you assume they go back with him on Saturday night?
0: I can't tell. I, I think so. I think they pulled him just you know, for the heck of it. Um, I, I would think they go back to him and then play uh, uh, the Stellars and Calgary. Uh, to close the trip, but maybe they go Stolarz in Edmonton. Why not? I mean, Stolarz has been really good for them um, in, in a backup role. He's got a history, you know, playing in the Western Conference. Maybe, maybe you want Bob back there because, you know, Bob probably feels pretty bad about giving up four in Vancouver. You don't want to make it seem like this is a benching. Um, if it was planned already, then you go with what's planned because those goalies know, you know, what the schedule is. Um, if you're just going to sit Bob because he gave up four, I don't know if that's the right move.
1: Now, taking on the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow's opponent, uh, what do you, what's the game plan here to try to slow down Connor McDavid and the uh, the potent offense that we've seen from the Edmonton Oilers the last eight to ten games?
0: Yeah, um, like like Paul Murray said last night, they've got their own problems to worry about. <laughs> there, honestly, uh, they haven't scored a goal in a week. I, I think they just want to get their game back on track. If 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 they can score five and 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 you know if they for if they can score seven and then Edmonton scores six, they're fine. They just want to get get things going offensively. Um, as far as slowing things down, Florida's been pretty good about holding the best players down. Um, they did it last night. They, last night they got beat by the fourth line uh, of Edmonton, and, and and Brock gets a special teams goal. Um, so the the big guys in, in Vancouver didn't didn't hurt the Panthers. It was you know, some of their supporting cast. Maybe that's kind of the same situation in Edmonton. Uh, you know, they, they do a very good job, Barkov especially. But, and if, if you have Lundell back there, he'll be terrific defensively. Um, those guys seem to handle the, the, the big assignments, but it's, you know, lower down the line that gets Florida.
1: It's going to be a lot of fun, Uh, Matthew Kachuk, and like you said, Sam Bennett, uh, guys who still get a rise out of Oilers fans to this day, despite not being with the Flames for over a year. It'll be a fun one. I'm sure both sides will get up for it. Uh, George, thanks so much for doing this today. Really appreciate it. Oh, anytime. We'll talk to you later. For sure. Take care. That is George Richards, covers the Florida Panthers for Florida Hockey Now, also a correspondent with NHL.com. Declan, uh, he's got to be one of the best beat reporters in the NHL because He's he, he said anytime he leans that, anytime he'll hop on with us.
3: Yeah, good. I'm glad to hear. He was uh, he was great. He gave us a lot of insight on Florida. Questions were flowing. So, good. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you enjoyed that one.
1: Did you see the Bobrovsky turnover last night? I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> I mean, like, we, sh- we shouldn't laugh. We've seen our fair share of that in Edmonton over the past couple of years. But, man, he delivered a pizza. And the Canucks made him pay and uh, got the win. Connor Halley sitting in for Alan Mitchell today on the lowdown with Low Tide. It is. Did you give it a name, or is it just rap all day today?
3: We didn't really give it a name. To be honest, I wasn't even sure how serious about it Low Tide was. But uh, it's, yeah, just a rap day on on, Sports 1440.
1: We got some requests. Uh, Notorious MSG? (laughs) Christmas rap song? Double Happy Christmas? I don't know what that one is, but... uh, yeah, that's something you could look into, Declan. I don't think that's in the system. Uh, Scalding Gord says Low Tide never phones in, but today he will. We gotta hope. We gotta hope he will. He's he's usually pretty good for that.
3: Oh well, yeah, we'll get. He wouldn't miss a chance to to chat with us.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I uh, G says Chargers beat them in the fourth quarter when it counts, and the second half was even. Uh, yeah, that's going back to the Thursday night football. I mean, it was forty-two nothing at halftime, which isn't necessarily ideal, but for sure. For sure. They they won the second half, not enough to keep Stalia employed, <laughs> but they won the second, or tied the second half, won the fourth quarter.
3: Is that banner going up in SoFi? Won the second half won. against the Raiders on Thursday Night Football?
1: It, but it was a tie. It wouldn't even be.
3: Tied, that's even,
1: that's tied, even better. Tied I the hope Raiders. that banner goes up. Antonio Pierce, what a coaching job. The like negative Nelly in me was just thinking, what you Raiders, what are you celebrating?
3: How many times did you sigh and shake your head? multiple yeah
1: i was at the brew house for thursday night football yeah manning fantastic night highly recommend the cbh for all your football and hockey any sports watching desires great food great service and the first quarter it was almost just kind of laughing like hand in the or face in the hands shaking my head and then it got easy because it was over and you don't have to stress anymore and declan like when you're cheering for a bad team in life it's just so much easier the decade of darkness, as much as it sucked, you could watch the Oilers game stress-free. Yeah, I was going to say. It like, didn't it's, matter.
3: It's kind of like a weight off your shoulder. Like, obviously, we want your team to be good, but there is something to be said that when your team is so poor, there's just no weight on your shoulders, and yeah. a win is like, hey, that's a nice change. Yeah, there's something to be said for that.
1: I have a newfound, and it's not not new, new, but like in the last couple of years, for those fans of the Patriots, even the bandwagoners, going to Super Bowls had to be so stressful. Leading up to it, you know... If we lose, my life is ruined. If we win, pure jubilation. Like it that'd be stressful. It had to take years off people's lives. So with the Chargers being absolute garbage right now, I can just sit back and hope Quentin Johnson makes a play or hope Ethan Stick looks okay, you know?
3: Just for the record, I would much rather be playing in the Super Bowl than my team be bad and I have no stress <laughs> on my shoulders. I'm not saying that. But uh, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Listen, Quentin Johnson's gonna he's gonna have a twelve hundred yard year next year.
1: He's gonna go off when he's Wide receiver one.
3: They'll get an offensive guy in there for him and Herbert. They'll scheme something up for him.
1: I hope so. I hope they find someone. A.H. Give three thoughts. Because Declan, you did ask for three thoughts about last night's Oilers game. Obviously, Skinner had a bad game. So we don't need to beat a dead horse. I think that was point one. Point yes. two. Team defensive play was not where it needs to be. Or where not where it was before. Yeah, that's fair. And I don't think we were goalied. Vasilevsky was solid. But every single time we get air quotes, goal lead. 80% of our shots are to the bottom third of the net. Oilers are too predictable when they get in that mindset. We need to mix up our shot placements so we're not so predictable. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of it is that let's just get pucks on net, big rebound off the pads hope for a garbage goal.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think there were some good high-quality chances, though. and
1: I, I made a few massive saves. Yes. Like cross-crease saves.
3: 100%, and I, I totally get where you're coming from with the with the mixing up the shot placement not being predictable, the the eighty percent of the shots going to the bottom third, like you said, I get that. But anytime you have fifty four shots and a goalie saves fifty of them, I think by net definition alone you got goalied. To what degree can change, but I think you got goalied on some level.
1: The Oilers played good last night. Losing to Tampa is nothing to be ashamed of. That's Terry in North Edmonton. Yeah, and I I just don't panic when it's one game. Like if it if it you know. The snowball continues to grow. And you you know, it, it gets bad two, three games in a row. Like I've always kind of thought good teams, great teams don't lose consecutively. They just they find a way to stop it, stop the bleeding and get back in the win column. So, yeah, it's one bad game, but I'm going to judge it more so to see how they respond from that bad game. If they go on another two, three, four game winning streak, eh, no big deal.
3: Now that the win streak is over, do you play Calvin tomorrow night?
1: That's a good question.
3: I think I might. Like I, mean, I we the Panthers
1: talk- have struggled to score, like George said, they haven't yes. scored in a week.
3: That's that's a big one. And like some of these techs have said, like how much of this do you think is Stewart getting tired and getting overplayed? Like I think Stu is, you know, I'm very happy to have him on this team. I think Stu is a great goalie. But I think a lot of people would agree Stu is not Ilya Sorokin. He's not a prime vass. He's not a line of soul mark. How much weight can you carry? And I think, you know, you look at this hey, the win streak's over. You've done well for us eight games before this, eight and one now in our last nine. Let's take a break. We're playing a team that can't score that well. Let's give Cal the shot.
1: And, I mean, that's, that's, it's a conundrum. It's, it's a catch-22. How do you know if you have a good backup goalie without going to him? You have to see if Cal can do it. But then people will say, well, he's never been that guy. He's never been able to do it. Why could he do it now? Well, your other option is Jack Campbell, and he hasn't been good enough, and he's not doing it in the yes. AHL. So you have to figure it out because I I think most people would agree, like you said, so the, then Skinner the, needs a break. A
3: hundred percent. And then the question becomes, and I know we have to go to break here, so I'll make this quick. But you know, when do we look to Olivier Rodrigue? When do we start saying the Jack Campbell experiment is over? We got to wash our hands of that one. We messed up. It's time to look at this guy who's doing okay things in the AHL. When does that become the conversation? So a lot to look at, uh, goaltending. Because yeah, this is unsustainable for Stu. Uh,
1: No name. Oh, Cliff, Cliff from Manitoba. We got goalied by Skinner. Oh, that's a hot take. That's a turning it around just a little bit. Duck, and I know we're running late. I'm just going to run through a couple of these texts here uh, because I want to get the names in the system. Scotty says, love this show, guys. How about rap music every Friday? Recapping the week or wrapping up the week. Great work. Yeah, that's actually a good name, Scotty. I like that. Uh, Rod might not like that, but I think some people certainly would. Coach Sheldor says the Friday wrap. Yeah, a lot of people feel in the Friday wrap. Just call the segment wrapping re- gifts for the holidays. You guys are very good with your wordplay. And another one here, James says, a lot of first-time texters. Thank you guys for tuning in and uh, listening to the show. We That's really do Connor appreciate Halle that. That's the effect. I uh, got a, a wave of my people. Tyler says, Connor, would you be happy with Belichick and McDaniels? I would be so confused if that were to happy it I mean, Balichek, I think he's a fine head coach and a good defensive coach. I don't want him to be the general manager. I think that's too much to worry about. And his track record drafting top-end talent hasn't been there. He has been okay finding late-round picks that turn out. But I'd worry about that one. I don't want Josh McDaniels anywhere near the Chargers. That's, that's just my perspective. We'll see what happens. I'm a Harbaugh guy right now. When he leaves Michigan, because he has to. We'll take a break. Uh... When we come back, we're gonna be joined by Alan Mitchell. I think. We got low tide coming up here. Yeah, for the NHL rumors. Hopefully he's got some good ones. Uh, well, that's when we come back. It is the lowdown with low tide. Connor Halley, Death and Kruger in here today. Brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. Welcome back to the Lowdown with Low Tide, brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. Connor Halley, Death and Kruger in today as Low Tide recoups but not totally because we are going to bring them on here in just a minute or two lots of great texts coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. please keep those coming in and uh, we do have the declinations coming up in uh about an uh, an hour's time give or take maybe less is it 120
3: i think 120 sounds 120. good oh that's
1: yeah. how that's how we're gonna wrap up the last 40 minutes with a little sports talk sprinkled in top five christmas movies i'm sure everybody will be calm and agree it's that time of the year. Uh, let's get to the host of the show, Alan Mitchell. It is the Oilers. No NHL rumors brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. The next public timed automotive RV auction is now on. Visit on site then bid online at info at maauctions.com. Alan Mitchell joins us. Uh, Al, how was that? Uh, how was that liner read in your
2: opinion? Uh, it's beautifully done, <laughs> and uh, I, I have to say that I. I like the leftover from Twang Tuesday as the bumper music. It was excellent. And um, I'm assuming Die Hard is among the top five Christmas movies. Declan?
3: Uh, sorry, Al. Did you say you assume it is or is not?
2: I assume it is.
3: Oh, well, listen. You're going to have to tune into the declination segment, the segment that puts uh, presents under the Christmas tree at 1.20 to find out.
2: Look forward to it. It'll be a highlight of my day, sir.
1: Ty, do you remember when Die Hard came out by any
2: chance? Yes, yeah, I do. I used to. I, I drove everyone around me crazy uh, because I would say, whenever I saw them, I'd say, Come out to the coast, get together, we'll have a few laughs. And I thought it was hilarious. It was not hilarious, but I thought it was. So probably if you knew me, you heard that 10,000 times, just walking down the hallway when it came out.
1: Now, I will just say this. That movie came out on July 12th and then July 15th. I don't know how many Christmas movies actually come out on those days in the middle of the summer. But we're going to have to find out if uh, Declan classifies it as a Christmas movie because that's a hot take that's probably been done way too many times.
2: Did did we not see the movie the the movie's clearly a Christmas movie. I uh, I mean it's 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 a sort of a take off on It's a Wonderful Life. You've got a, you know, there's some uh, poetic license in there, but it's it's pretty clearly a Christmas
1: movie. Yeah, I mean it's a movie that's set during Christmas, but well, <laughs> we'll save that for another day. Al. We got more important things to discuss, like this one. Stuart Skinner, last night, Al. A lot of people, and I, I think it doesn't help when you see what Vasilevsky did on the other end for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but there's a lot of people texting in right now kind of thinking, could fatigue start to become a problem for Stuart Skinner? And then you've kind of got the guy who hasn't really proven it in Calvin Pickard. Uh, what do you do between the pipes on Saturday and any concern for you with Stuart Skinner, keeping in mind that they just won eight in a row?
2: No, I think that, that the 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 smart people tell me that sample size is important and twenty games is the the minimum you go in sample size. We have the last two years of Stuart Skinner's career, one of which he saved the owner's ass a year ago when Jack Campbell couldn't play. And he's about a nine fifteen to nine twenty goalie. Now this year, in the last eight games, I think he's nine seventeen, something like that, and he's recovering. He may not end up at 9-14 or nine sixteen this year because of the slow start. He had a tough playoff. It sometimes happens. There's, you know, sophomore jinx and a bunch of other things. But Stuart Skinner is the best available. I think that at some point, probably at the deadline or near, they'll add another goaltender. It might be James Reimer if Detroit falls out of it, or maybe they'll make a deal with San Jose uh, toward the deadline. But right now, Mr. is clearly the best option. In the last eight games, I think his save percentage is, you know, it, it's a good one, last night included. He didn't have a good third period. Uh, it was disappointing. Everybody wanted the record. He's disappointed. He took ownership of it. What I find very interesting about not all but some winner fans is the delight with which they just hammer him online uh, right now. And, I mean, earlier this year it was Evan Bouchard uh, right now, it's Ryan McLeod, and now Stuart Skinner gets his share of it. The orders are on a tremendous winning streak. And I would just encourage everybody who isn't that way just to enjoy the ride and understand that sometimes you have a night that isn't yours. And in Stuart Skinner's case, it was one period. It was the third period. It happens. It's not great. You have to endure it and move on. And, and you know, I suspect they'll be playing very – the team itself played very well, and that's the good indicator. Sometimes things don't go your way. They had a lot of luck earlier in this run. It kind of came due last night. Move on, and I hope fans do as well.
1: I think they will. I, I give them the 24 hours, and then you move on, and then we'll already be prepping for the Florida Panthers on Saturday night, and now the Florida Panthers uh, in a in a mini stretch, but they're not playing great. We just had George Richards on the show. He brought up the fact that they haven't scored a goal in the week. They're coming off two straight 4 nothing losses. Uh, when you look at this Florida Panthers team, and, and I always just think of their roster, and maybe guys who have underperformed this year, but Kachuk, Bennett, guys who are going to make this game fun because they're going to be running around. We know they're going to hear it from the crowd. Uh, what are you looking for in this game on Saturday with the Florida Panthers in town?
2: Well, for the Oilers, I think the structure that they've shown and, and held here uh, for since the, the new coaching staff took over is such a delight. I, I can tell you I've seen the Oilers since the WHA days, and it's very rare to have this kind of a a, a defense. There's... There is a a distinct quality to the top four defensemen. The third pairing is doing well, Uh, but Matias Ekholm was a massive acquisition by Ken Holland, Uh, and he helped last year and into the playoffs, and once he got healthy this year, he helped again. Evan Bouchard is flourishing. The top pairing, I mean, you know, Cody Cc did not play the Kucherov goal well last night. Elite players make you look foolish, one defense cheer when Connor McDavid, does it to other defensemen. And in the case of Kucherov, he made Cody CC look average or below on that one play. That's the game. It's a game of mistakes. And last night the Oilers made some, but man, I love the way the defense is playing right now. They're aggressive. They used to say back in the old days, the defense is playing on their, on their toes instead of on their heels. And the idea is you're aggressive. You're making plays. You're taking that one or two heartbeats to make the best play. I love watching them. I, I, I mean anybody who's seen this team since two thousand six after Pronger left has to be in love with this defense right now.
1: Here's a random question for you, Al. What's Evan Bouchard's next contract gonna look like?
2: Well, it's so large that they're <laughs> gonna have to probably decide between Darnell nurse and Evan Bouchard. I mean I it would it be nine? I'm not you know, it depends on how long it is, and they do have some RFA years to buy, but it's gonna be a large number and the, the good thing is the text line at Sports 1440 will be busy for days after it's signed, and I, I think there is a pressure point here. Maybe, maybe they keep the two defensemen and trade one of the forwards, but the orders are going to be very top-heavy depending upon the cap at that time, depending upon how high it is, uh, with the two defensemen nurse making whatever it is, 9.25, or I can't remember now, and then probably Bouchard in that range.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I just wanted to throw that one out there because that's a problem that is, you know, two years away, year and a half, whatever it might be, but people are going to start to talk about that the more Bouchard continues to light it up offensively. This one came in here. Uh, I don't know if this is the right text line or not. In any case, I just wanted to make sure Alan knew that he jinxed it. I do recall hearing him say, what Tampa needs is for Vasilevsky to stop 50. Thanks, Al. No name on that one, but uh, you called it
2: well i I did, but i I also um I have no special powers. <laughs> the fact that I said it didn't mean he was going to go do it. I said what what Tampa Bay needed was for him to do that and and, and he's a great goalie. you know I, I, I will say this'm I'm, I'm a fan of Stuart Skinner and I believe in him. but if they could go get Vasilevsky or Vasilevsky goaltending level and they could get a right-hand defenseman like Tanev. And offload, you know, CC. I, I like those players, but you would certainly upgrade. The problem is in the cap world, name a goaltender you can afford who is guaranteed to do what Vasilevsky does. The answer is nobody. And, uh, you know, I mean, the response would be, well, they should have traded or should have uh, 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 drafted Jesper Wallstead. But Wallstead, at last I checked in not played in an NHL game yet. So well, I know a lot of the fans are upset about the goaltending. But I would suggest to you that Stuart Skinner saved this team's ass a year ago, and he's on the way to doing it again.
1: And I, I mean, I loved his comments post-game. There was no beating around the bush. He said, hey, it was on me. Uh, I want to see how he responds. That's the next thing from it. And you're right. If Even if there was Jesper that, then we're probably talking about rushing him up there. And, and maybe he's not ready. Maybe the pressure's there. I totally agree with you. Al, thank you for doing this. Now, did my L.A. Chargers make the right decision by firing Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco today?
2: Well, you're such a class guy asking me (laughs) when the real answer is in you. Do you think they did the right thing?
1: I do think they did the right thing. I thought it was going to happen after the season, to be totally honest with you. I thought that had they been able to keep that game within 20, maybe Staley would still be the head coach. I thought they might just ride it out with him. I thought it was a clear indication that he had lost the team, losing that poorly.
2: Well, the, the the Chargers, when they were the best, they were Eric Coriel, and I think they've got a quarterback to do that. But they they have to improve the defense, and I think that this everybody kept saying, "Oh, they're they, they, they're genius." Well, I I see a lot of people go to the Chargers and they play defense, and they're never the same. So I question the genius, and I think there's a. The Chargers probably have more room to grow than any terrible team in the NFL. That's my opinion. We
1: just need that Nick Sirianni guy to come back to Los Angeles. I was a not huge a fan of him as an offensive coordinator for the Chargers. No chance. And they just no let chance. him walk. It was awful. Well, Al, where is, uh,
2: now? where is he now, Connor?
1: Well, some might say he's the head coach of the biggest frauds in the NFL, but I don't ah. I don't go that route. That's not That's just what people are saying.
2: Okay. All right. <laughs> When they win the division, we'll talk again.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be uh, – yeah, I cannot wait for the NFC playoffs. It's going to be a bloodbath, and I'm going to love every second of it. Al, are you hopping on with Krager today? Are you okay to do that?
2: Uh, I think I am. Just let me know the time-ish. 5.25.
1: We'll, we'll pencil you in, and uh, we'll send over some
2: soup and tea. Beautiful. I'll be ready just before 6. Thanks, man. <laughs>
1: there you go. That is Alan Mitchell, the usual host of the Lowdown with Low Tide. Al uh, – I don't want to say he's faking it, but he sounded fine to me. He could have hosted a show.
3: No, I mean, listen, you can turn it on for one hit. When you got to do, we, listen, when you got to do two hours with my nonsense, it takes a toll on you. He probably wanted a Declan break, is what he wanted.
1: Yeah, well, hey, we all need a Declan break every once in a while. But I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that was rumors brought to you by Michener Allen Auctionary, The next public timed automotive RV action is right now view on site then bid online at info at maauctions.com. randy says quit defending skinner when he had a bad game step up and admit it you're always so vanilla makes bad radio randy i don't know if you're talking to me or low tide well he admitted he had a bad game i think it's the thing is for me personally randy i'm not gonna panic over one now, if it starts snowballing, like I said, then, yeah, then we can get the pitchforks out. We can freak out and make a big deal about it. It's one game. Let's see how they respond against the Panthers and going forward. But, yeah, Stuart Skinner owned it. We'll see. Uh, Danny Boy says, hi, guys. How close is Olivier Rodrigue? Well, he's down in the Condors organization, obviously. I think, is his, his dad, Sylvan Rodriguez, is the coach down there? Um it was kind of probably had to be a tough spot because Jack Campbell down there with the clear intention of the Oilers hoping he would find his game and then you'd be be able to bring him back up. Rodriguez uh, Rodrigue in five games this year has a say percentage of nine three five. He's got a record of two two and one. Goals against average. I don't have here. I wish I could do the math quickly, but I'm not a mathematician like our good friend Brandon Douglas, who apparently took econ at the U of A. I don't know. I mean 23 years old, I think in a perfect world you'd be hoping that he'd be knocking on the door to get into the, the NHL. Second round pick, 62nd overall. I think he's got to be he's got to be getting closer, but the the more the Oilers can get quality starts out of Cal Pickard probably just delays it. So another situation where I think you want Calvin to have the success for the good of your hockey team and keep the Oilers, you know, in in the wild card race. Give Stuart Skinner a break, but that also at the same time does hold off Olivia Rodriguez. So we'll see. I mean, we're, we got to get to a point where he gets the bulk of the starts with the Condors, right? I think you got to really give him the workload there because Jack Campbell, I, it doesn't seem like he's really taking this opportunity and ran with it. So uh, we'll wait and see. Um, we'll have to get someone on from the Bakersfield Condors, maybe uh, Ryan Holt or their head coach, Colin Chalk, one day to get the update on the goaltending situation down in Bakersfield. It is the Lowdown with Low Tide brought to you by... Wolf GMC Buick uh, still to come on the show. We've got the declinations. We've got Steve Lansky of Big Mel Sports. Keep those texts coming in to one 401 We'll also let you know what's coming up on the Jason Greger Show in the month of giving. Right now, though, let's get to a sports update brought to you by Michener Allen Auctionary. Their next public-timed automotive RV auction is now open for bidding. Go to info at maauctions.com. Here is Declan Kruger
2: sports 1440
3: update and for your sports 1440 update six games in the nhl tonight it all gets going with the ducks in new york to take on the rangers puck drop for that one 5 p.m Columbus Blue Jackets forward Patrick Line is expected to miss six weeks with a clavicle fracture suffered in Thursday's overtime loss against the overtime win, excuse me, against the Toronto Maple Leafs. NFL news is following a 63-21 loss to the Vegas Raiders last night, the Los Angeles Chargers have fired Coach Brandon Staley and General Manager Tom Telesco. The Chargers were 24-24 under Staley through two and a half seasons with one playoff berth in 2022 that ended with a 27-point blown lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The blown lead was the third largest comeback in playoff history. The Chargers have also announced that Giff Smith was named the interim head coach and Jojo Wooden was named the interim general manager. Jesse Fleming and Stephen Eustachio, two key cogs in the Canadian midfield, have been named Canada's Soccer Players of the Year. The two winners were decided by a vote of Canadian coaches and media for their performance over the year for both Canada and their club teams. Six games in the AJHL tonight, including Fort Mac in Drayton Valley at the Drayton Valley Omniplex. Puck drop for that one, 7 p.m. And finally, big night in the WHL with nine games in action, including the Edmonton Oil Kings, who are here at home against the Swift Current Broncos. Puck drop for that one at 7 p.m., and you can get your tickets online at oilkings.ca. I'm Declan Kruger. This has been a sports 1440 update.